Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Politics Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Mary Sol. Mary Sol is a frontline public health nurse and doctoral student. She's been on the front line helping people in Skid Row, LA, with COVID and assisting them in their wellness. Mary Sol has also been featured on Doctors and many other media outlets as well. In this podcast, we talk about her work, COVID, and the whole experience, mindset, energy, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity, 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 Tune in. Marcel, it's um, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Adam. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on. And um, yeah, I just kind of like thought I'd introduce you and basically um, go into like how you kind of got into like nursing because you 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 do nursing um, like right now and like previously we yeah. were talking about like you know a lot of the discipline that had to kind of come with that when you was you know doing your like course. Of course, lots of discipline, lots of reminding myself why I got into it in the first place in order to pass those classes and take those exams and be confident that I was going to get through it. Yeah, because we were saying like you had to have like um, like a poster of reminders, you know, reminding you to keep you on track, you know, as to why you was doing it. Yeah, I had my why written on a poster stuck to my wall with reasons such as, you know, to help other people, to be financially stable, to help my loved ones, to be able to retire, to not worry about money, but also to have that self-fulfillment of practicing as a nurse and what that means 
in terms of a larger scale, like with the community, the impact that I'm making, not only on an individual, but on that individual's family and how that could have a domino effect to a, lar a community at large, which is kind of like how I'm, I'm working now with the community and the public health sector. Yeah, no, exactly. And there's, like you said, there's so many kind of like layers to it, you know, from like your role that you're doing. So, you know, you're helping people. Uh, there's all these other things that like go with it. Right. There are so many fields of nursing that I can be in. I've done anywhere from pediatrics to operating room nursing. I have been in dermatology and beauty. So the aesthetic side of nursing. And with all these options, um, it does, there's a, there's a constant and that's making sure you address the person as a whole, keeping in mind that there's a spirit in this body. There's words that can cut as well as words that can heal. And I want to represent the healing aspect. So I've also learned like complementary alternative medicine practices such as like Reiki energy healing. I'm familiar with acupuncture, certain vitamins, minerals, herbs that can help you. Why? Because we're a being that's so integrative, right? Mind, body, spirit, that there's gotta be more than just medicine to address the human person. So I'm interested in all that too. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely key. I think that's something that I'm definitely interested in as well. I'm pretty spiritual and I, I'm into like, you know, into quite intuitive into energy. And I think there's a lot more kind of happening than what we can kind of see. You know, it's not just take this pill, you'll be okay tomorrow. It's like there's a lot more kind of going on. Now, you know, the reasons why someone's having, like what makes me curious is, you know, why is that person experiencing that health issue? You know, like, surely there's something, like, behind that, like, suppressed emotion or, you know, trauma or something that's happened. Because you hear about it quite a lot, where people have had something happen to them and they have some kind of therapy or some alternative therapy and they're okay, they're not in pain anymore. Right. Yeah. Cognitive behavioral therapy. There's, there's lots of other routes in the psych world that could definitely heal you from your past traumas psychologically, emotionally, and that may also translate in the physical realm, um, like hypochondriacs. These are this type of people that think and think about a certain condition or a set of, a group of signs and symptoms, and they actually do manifest being sick in some sort of way. They actually bring it upon them. So that it goes hand in hand with, with what I'm saying about remembering to address more than one dimension of the person. Um, you know, there's actually, there's a, there's a book. Um, I can't remember the author off the top, but it has That's to do fun. with social connection and how we are wired to um, feel pain 
emotional and physical pain come through similar pathways. And you can actually take, he's a neurosurgeon, neuropsychiatry, and you can actually take acetaminophen, like a Tylenol, and it can help with emotional pain, say if some say if a loved one passed. Why? Because the nerves, the neurons, the pain receptor is, is the same. It's it's a similar pathway. So yes, you could, you know, take a pill and feel better, but also what are your day-to-day habits? What are your coping mechanisms? Professionals should review all that with, with whoever is struggling with like mental illness or mental health problems. Mm. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think, like you said, it's pretty amazing as well how the, you know, not just like the to the physical side of it, that kind of emotional side of it as well, where it's like fired off, you know, in the same areas. Um, like when I, when I, I remember when I had PTSD when I was like 14, um, you know, exercise helped me a lot. You know, how can I help me through it? And I think there's definitely something about, you know, the benefits of exercise on your mental and like emotional health. It almost, for me, uh, you know, shifts, you know, it shifts things. I think there's something definitely, you know, more going on you know, and that side of things. Absolutely. There's a lot going on in the background. Um, for example, you know, when people are so, so deep into their depression, um, if they come into the emergency department for that reason, you know, we, as clinicians, we need to ask if they want to hurt themselves at that point in time. And if so, if they have a plan to carry out um, this feeling that they have to just, you know, end things cold turkey, that's really running away from just a, a boatload of, of problems that they've just accumulated and that they haven't known how to deal with it. So, you know, there's things that you can do to prevent that outcome. And you know, we all need to constantly learn about ourselves, introspect, maybe journal, talk to friends. That's why being social and having a network is so important. You should at least be able to count on one other person, I believe. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think that's definitely key, isn't it, as well? And, you know, like this, it's like, you know, if you talk about something, you get that load off your chest, you know? and you feel better for it so it just shows you you know like holding on to stuff um you know and not being able to voice that that's going to like surely kind of manifest itself in other areas in your body you know and cause other problems and stresses um i know when i I worked in one place i was really stressed and you know i didn't want to tell my manager about what was going on and i remember just feeling like your body just kind of sort of fight and flight and uh until you then talk about it it kind of dissipates and you're like oh it's not so bad now but i mean i mean that's like a small example but i'm saying as you mentioned people who've got things going on you know like i said there's all this you know you don't know what's happened in their past you don't know what's happened in their life or you know abuse or trauma these kind of things and it all kind of interlayers doesn't it right and then it's hard to address it yeah That's why I should always be kind to other people. 
And you know what? Why should therapy be, therapy be like taboo? We shouldn't have a stigma behind that. I believe that everyone has some sort of trauma at some point in their life. This unresolved trauma can translate into other areas of your life. And if you don't take care of it soon, it can, um, like I say, manifest in another area and possibly be detrimental to your success or may hinder you reaching a goal and be an obstacle for you. You don't want anything to weigh you down. I believe if you have the right coping mechanisms, you can get very far, much faster. Hmm. But with with what we're talking about, um, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> with what we're talking about is, um, you know, have you seen like a difference since COVID? You know, like uh, in, in client, you know, clients or people coming in and their kind of emotional problems. Yeah, definitely. I've seen people very worried, very concerned, but the other side of the spectrum is also people who have accepted the fact that, okay, I got diagnosed with COVID. Now what's next? Well, you need a quarantine for right now, the CDC recommends 10 days. So it used to be 14, now it's do your 10 day quarantine, isolate in your home or isolate in like our facility who, who medically monitors these individuals who are homeless. And, you know, we take it from there. If they happen to be more symptomatic, if they're in respiratory or cardiac distress, uh, we send them out to a higher level of care and, and uh, coordinate the care that way. Um, people, I would say the grand majority of people are recovering um, without getting any worse. So that's a positive. What's also positive is that um, you know, all these efforts from the researchers that have taken the months to learn about how to make a vaccine has officially, you know, come true and it's finally getting out into the public. So naturally, things are taking their next steps as they have been planned. Um, just like any other virus, if, you know, this happens again, um, we need to go back to the basics. Like remember to overall have good hygiene, you know, shower every day, wash your face twice a day. Even dental caries and um, infections that can develop in the mouth, if swallowed, this bacteria can actually end up not only into the lungs, but also get to the heart example, there's a condition called endocarditis that has been linked to a bacteria, Staphylococcus aureus, that is common in our body, but if it's overwhelmed with that virus, with that bacteria, it could even get into the heart and inflame the heart. So there are things that with our simple hygiene daily practices, we can prevent. So, you know, who knew that as simple as, you know, brushing your teeth and flossing, you could prevent a heart condition? Well, it's true. So going back to hygiene, cleanliness, I think this quarantine has made people a lot more conscientious about washing your hands, cleaning your surfaces. So really going back to the basics can save us from 
a multitude of diseases. Mm. That's insane, isn't it? You know, like you said, there's that, that bacteria that can, you know, be in your mouth and it can link to this. And just by like using mouthwash or flossing or brushing your teeth, you know, regularly and looking after your own personal hygiene can like, you know, prevent like such a serious kind of like health um, issue or like, you know, catching the virus or whatever. And I think it's definitely something that you said, people are a lot more mindful now of hygiene. You know, I go to supermarkets and shops to sanitizer. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like probably the law, but um, I think it's kind of like worldwide now. People are just, I like to think, you know, taking more effort to uh, be mindful of like their, their well-being and how, you know, their personal hygiene. I, I mean, I did see an article, I don't know if it's true, um, but it said, something to do with like mouthwash like being able to not like i said i don't know this but i think it was saying it can like kill covid or something or it helps get rid of the virus in your mouth that mouthwash i don't know how true that is but when you say things like that it kind of makes sense doesn't it you know, just look after your overall hygiene right yeah um that probably you know hasn't been studied to a huge extent being that COVID is very new, but if you look into not just COVID, but other viruses and, and bacteria, yeah, I, I, I do see how, um, you know, it, it shows you on the bottle, oh, you know, this mouth, mouthwash kills 99 point whatever percent of germs, yeah. right? So I'm sure these viruses are among that percentage, like, yeah. You know, if, if you studied and you make a claim like that for your marketing, um, it's it's got to be true. Otherwise, it's yeah. false advertising all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying, oh, your shampoo does it as well. And you'd be like, what, really? Cool. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if it's on the bottle, it must be true, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. I think like as time goes on, I think they're kind of like learning more things about it. And I think as more time goes on, they're going to discover, you know, different ways of combating it, different effects of it. I think because it's so new, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. It just takes a bit of time to catch up with kind of, you know, finding out things about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but as well, I was going to mention, like you've been on like television. I saw you was on like, um, what was it? You was on... Yes. Um, the news program where it was like a day in the life of your work or something like that? Yes, I was recently on The Doctors. This is a TV show hosted by CBS. And I basically went through a day in the life as a registered nurse in the public health sector. So basically, basically what I'm doing now is, um, you know, medically supervising the homeless individuals during their isolation period and uh you know i've i've been now in touch with several homeless individuals who have gotten covid or even you know before them just coordinating to get housing in the surrounding of la and so it's been very rewarding at first you know quite daunting, to be honest, because no one knew what to expect with COVID, right? So I was taking 
uh, a bunch of precautions still do at home to make sure I don't bring it home and, and uh, have it infect my family. Um, but basically, I never knew or didn't think I would get into the public health realm to, to begin with. At first, which is lovely about nursing, I started in the operating room and you know there was a need, right? The worldwide pandemic, I thought, okay, I gotta switch things up and why not you know, help offering a helping hand to, to where it's needed most. And you know, the homeless, they can be neglected um, if, if people don't you know, pay attention to, to them. You know, they, they can be the source of infecting a lot more people. So why not you know, have a group of people taking care of them so that it could help the community at large? So that's what I've been up to lately. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think like, you know, like it's really brave and a really positive thing, you know, that you're, you know, not just in that sector, you know, of, uh, you know, health workers, but, you know, as well to decide to want to help in, you know, this department as well with, you know, what's been going on in the world. Yeah, it's definitely also helped me have this sort of gratitude to having a home, having a bed, having my basic nutrition, water necessities. Um, because, you know, some of these homeless individuals, uh, they, people do it by choice, people do it by necessity, um, that they don't have another place to go, they don't have people to count on, uh, you know, people to move in with. For some people, it's temporary. For others, they're chronically homeless and they're there for years, just out on the streets um, with a new community of people they happen to run in with um, and make friends and they become their family. So, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot. I thankfully got to ask a lot of questions, you know, have my many interviews with with these individuals and it just makes me more thankful and appreciative to my current condition mm. yeah no that's a really good point isn't it and i think like uh you know with that like homeless side as well like you know they're vulnerable aren't they they're in a place where they might mix with somebody you know and they've got it and then they they don't have too much protection too much you know they so I know in LA there's like a big kind of homeless population, isn't there? And they have like tent, they have tents. I've seen like like tents and things like that. Yes, out on the street, just sleeping in these cold, cold conditions. You know, one thing is sleeping on the floor, which I did for the first couple months um, during this pandemic. But another thing is sleeping on the floor and on the street, which mm. is their situation. And that, that just must be, like, what kind of quality rest do they get then, you know? Yeah. I I remember when I went to New York in January, January with my friend, and uh, we had to move apartment to where it was to somewhere else. And I uh, was going through the streets of New York, and um, this is January. So it was like minus, probably say it was probably around minus 15, probably, you know, way even colder in the night. But, uh, you know, it was going on streets, and there's homeless people in, like, cardboard boxes, um, you know, and... 
and I, I just felt really sorry for them. Do you know what I mean? I just wanted to help them. And it's like, it's kind of, it's, it's a funny situation. Cause it's like, you know, what, what can you do? You know, what can you do to help? You know, uh, you know, there's, there's this divide where I think a lot of people in the public kind of overlook homeless people. And it's kind of like, well, there's a fine line because anybody could be homeless. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of fine line in life. You know, you lose your business, you don't have the money, don't have a house. It's, you know, that could happen right. to anybody. And I think we don't always think about that um, until, you know, uh, you know, until you kind of have that perspective where you see it close hand or, you know, you meet these people and you speak to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, you could also make steps to prevent that from happening. Um, you could do your best to have an, an allowance and save it. Mm. People recommend up to 12 months of your monthly earnings set aside for emergencies. Mm. Um, so you can, you know, if you're financially literate, though, if you were taught this, you can sort of prevent homelessness. But most people aren't really taught this. It's not something widely taught in mm. school to, you know, a finance class, an entrepreneurship class. We don't really mm. have that in the States. Um, I don't know if it's different for, for the UK. Were you ever exposed to like an entrepreneurship class in general education? We, I mean, in my school, I, I, did, I didn't go to a private school or anything like that. I don't know if, I don't, I don't think it's something that's in the mainstream curriculum. I mean, we, I remember the only kind of thing that school, like life skills was like, we had like an interview day and it was like, okay. you had an interview. You had an interview with it I, there was no really nothing was really kind of taught in entrepreneurship or uh, you know preparing for like you know money and this kind of thing it's 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 mainly just the core curriculum i like i said i think as you mentioned i think it's something that okay. should be brought in into place right i mean i it's funny you, you say that I, we have that in common i went to a private school also and we, we I, did I didn't, have... sorry. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually had an interview day too, though, like to prepare for, um, to interview for your future job. Mm. And so, but it, but it's similar to, to your case in which we didn't really have like a designated entrepreneurship or finance class. Not until higher education, if you, if you choose to particularly study that field. Yeah, when I mean, I, I went to university and did criminology for a couple of months, and um, I think I, I think we spoke about this, this when we first met. And um, there was this kind of course. What was it? It was like a, a a project thing alongside the course, which you could volunteer, and that was kind of like business and entrepreneurship and. And that kind of thing and um it was like giving you a chance to create an idea and to build on it and uh i was like wow i was like you know where's this you know why isn't this kind of brought, brought into schools and you know I, there's a big system to it isn't there really um you know yeah. go, to, go to go to college get a job everything else um which you know which is fine if you're happy doing it but i think mm-hmm. that a mm-hmm. lot of people who want to go into business or entrepreneurship a lot of people who've taken the other road don't really understand it if they've had that you know, script. I think 
I think you figure out a way if you're that interested to set yourself apart from mm. what everyone else is doing, you'd go for the extracurriculars, you go for the extra 40 plus hours, which is a typical work week um, in, here, in the States here. So seeking that mentorship, I think makes a difference. Hmm. Like in your podcasting experience, like who did you pick that up with or, or did you have a mentor to look up to? To, to kind of go into this field of things. Um, I, I would say mentorship wise, people that I've kind of like look, looked up to is um, Joe Rogan. I quite like Joe Rogan and what he's about. He's got a podcast and I'd say Gary Vee. I think Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's really made me think about things because he's, he's got his own podcast as well. And he yes. does a lot of social media stuff. And I kind of like, I think it's when he was talking about, you know, just DMing people, just reaching out to people. Because I, I used to put that off. I used to think, what are people going to think about it and fear that? Um, so I think that's something that really got me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I, but if, if people yeah. want to be a part of something greater, they'll jump on it, though. They'll jump on yeah. it. Like, to me, I see this as a piece of history. It's not only an exchange of ideas, but of values and perspectives that mm. make people, you know, trigger. It makes triggering a thought inside of people to want you to become better. Mm. And, and I think what you're doing is great here. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. It really means a lot. Really, really grateful. And, um, you know, I think what you're doing as well is, is great as well. And I think, you know, yeah, with, with podcasting and with this this side of things, it's uh, it's very, very different. And I think there's, you, you know, you like entrepreneurship and things like this, you, you spend a lot of time by yourself. You're the one who, who's editing it you're the one who's reaching out to people you're the one who's you know doing all these things and you spend a lot of time by yourself and sometimes you know you 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 come up with sometimes doubts that like you know nothing's happening right now why am i doing this um you know you have to kind of maintain that and and really push through it yeah you're an example of um an entrepreneur and when you're an entrepreneur entrepreneur you do atypical things that you may or may not have had a mentor or formal education to embark on Mm. and in my case I was the first to be in the medical field in my family Um, so it it was kind of new territory Um, I actually come from a family of entrepreneurs so they give me they're pretty much my role model in the sense that sure you can have a business and scale it. Um, but you can also, they gave me the liberty to choose a career and follow it alongside, uh, an entrepreneurial passion of theirs, which is what I, I continue to want to work on and build after, after my parents are gone and with the help of my brother. So I I did look up to my parents growing up, but also like 
a saint that that is now Mother Teresa. Mm. Um, I really liked the fact that she was she also came from a pretty well-off family, but she kind of sacrificed that to help other people. Um, I kind of liked that. I also liked being exposed to nursing in grade school um, by a nun. Actually, she she was she came to kind of see if we were interested in, in doing that, um, following the religious uh, route. But you know, she was also a nurse, so I was more I became more interested in that. That kind of grabs my attention. Um, wow. I remember my my teacher at the time asking me specifically, like, hey, Marisol, are, do you hear like the calling of God to, to follow him as a nun? And I remember saying no, but within me, I was thinking, but the nursing, now that caught my eye. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I, kinda, I just, I, I had it in the back of my mind, this was like seventh grade. And then when I went into high school, my counselor, I kind of mentioned it to my counselor, oh, nursing seems kind of cool. I was volunteering at a hospital, at a convalescent home for older people. And uh, I did kind of see that perspective of nursing and that intrigued me. So I want to know what else nursing was all about. So I remember going to my counselor and, you know, we're trying to figure out, well, what schools can I apply to? What has potential for nursing? And she goes, you know, there is a scholarship, a memorial scholarship uh, from someone who passed away, who went to your same high school, who wanted to become a nurse. Maybe you should apply for that. And in my essay, I realized why I wanted to become a nurse. It just, it stuck with me even more, that idea. And um, I think since then I took on that identity. If, if you ask other nurses, um, I think we kind of carry it as a personality trait, even nursing. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite something, isn't it? When you, when you look at it, like, uh, you're, you're uh, of service, you're, you're serving in a very um, different way, you know, very, very deep, you know, place on your, you have to be very empathic and there's all these kind of qualities and, you know, you have to, yeah, no, I'm trying to, trying to put into words. You, you have to be in control of like all these different things and you have to kind of go to a certain place, I imagine. There's something very yeah, holistic about it. There's a lot of components that, that I love about it. Um, it's advocating for someone who's vulnerable, someone at the, their worst. You know, we don't really see people at their best. We see them during the worst aspects of their lives most of the time, whether it's going in because of a needed surgery, recovering from that surgery, um, if, you know, they go in due to unfortunate events, hospital emergencies, such as like maybe you get a blood clot in your hmm. leg and you have to be there for days until it's cleared out of your system. 
um, to prevent from like a stroke or a heart attack. So we have all these conditions of why we need to go to the hospital, um, you know, mostly because of accidents and unfortunate events, but there are also very good events in people's lives, such as, you know, giving birth to a new child, bringing life mm. into the world that we get to witness, mm. um, which is great. We have so many facets and, and the struggles and sacrifices that I had to go through to be able to have such a fulfilling career, I think was definitely worth it. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's, it's a lot of discipline, isn't it, you know, to get to that place and to, you know, to study and to be committed, you know, to being on that path. I think like when we, before we recorded, you were saying like, you know, uh, you have to be so careful, you know, with the people you're around because, you know, you can lose track of where you're going if you're around certain people. It's like, like that self-discipline to know like you said be laser focused on the things that you're doing and and remembering your why as to why you want to carry that out yeah I, I actually went back to school um i'm one year into graduate education and this is to get my doctorate um to be able to prescribe medication so And, and it's back, you know, the discipline, all my habits that I had in undergrad, I have to carry that out again. And definitely I'm safeguarding my time. Um, right now I'm on break, thanks to the holiday. Yeah. But, but when I get back, definitely it's, it's discipline again. It's, it's goal setting, goal getting. Mm. Oh, but I'm excited because, you know, have you heard of the, the quote, it's not in the journey, it's in the destination? Yeah, yeah. Or or it's not the destination, it's, it's the just, journey. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Like it's, you need to appreciate the journey. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but but all, the, all these struggles, you know, it's part of something greater and you gotta love the grind, right? Mm -hmm. To to appreciate the, the ending, because ultimately, I will get there. And if you have a goal that you're listening to this, you will get there, but it's just a matter of, you gotta get used to the work. Because if you get used to the work, it's like default. You won't dread it. You won't really procrastinate on it. You'll just accept it and perform. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think they're really good points. and. Like you said, it's in that process, isn't it? And uh, it's not just that end goal of where you get to. And I think a lot of the time we kind of do that. And for me, I definitely mm -hmm. did that. I definitely did that. And this year has kind of taught me to take a step back and to look at it from a different perspective that, you know, it's a process. And, you know, that there's processes to lots of different things in life. Um, you know, podcasting, you know, you have to network, message, um, emails, um, edit uh upload it etc and that that's a process and, and it's like if you just so focus on the end goal you, you're going to miss those things in between um so that that's something that i've learned a lot you know like as you said that enjoying the process and, and, and realizing you know to be trying to patient you know uh because for me i've always wanted to hit the ground running you know straight right. away it doesn't, it doesn't right. work like that so 
it's mm-hmm, key what you mm-hmm. mentioned and that you know even going through those difficult times those hard times and you know the uncomfortable times where you know you're along that path you know working towards what you're working towards it's you know they said you've got to go through that and get you know kind of get get used to feeling that and then over time that what was uncomfortable isn't uncomfortable anymore you know you're kind of just doing it as you said right and then when you do cross the finish line you're going to look back and say wow like i did that and you're going to be so proud of yourself yeah Yeah, it's going to be amazing Mm. that's it exactly no, and no, I wish you all the best in what you're doing with that. I mean, I think I think you would do great. Thanks. Likewise with you. Um, there, there will come a point where you're going to have a huge audience that will really appreciate your delivery and they'll want to watch and not miss every mm. one of your episodes. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is gold right here. Oh, thank you. No, it really, really means a lot. And I really appreciate it. And I think it's it's like you said, it's it's that kind of time, isn't it? I think uh it it gives me inspiration, you know, like when you, you know, when you resonate and talk to people, you know, who are similar to you, like, you know, like how we're kind of talking. And when you when you see as well people who who have done podcasts or other things or businesses you see you know their early days and where they are now and it's like um if you watch like joe rogan's early podcast he's like there's a couch in the background there's a guy smoking you're like what the hell's going on here like, what, what are they even what what are they, what are they even talking about um and you know he's he's done really well well and you can see the progression um in that and um yeah it's 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 quite humbling isn't it i think you, we have to kind of go to a very uh humbling place right as long as you don't let it go you mm. can't quit mm. i feel like you know if you quit it's like it's starting over again but you're kind of it's not in insult to yourself but it just it's all that time that that precious time that you kind of have taken for granted really Mm. um i see nothing wrong in quitting on something that you realize wasn't going to work out yeah you're kind of saving your you're kind of saving your time in the long run because you're choosing a, a different happiness but it's it's the quitting and trying again at something that you you're really destined to to achieve or accomplish. Um, I feel like people can get it right the first time around if they really give it their all. Mm. So like that's the type of quitting that would disappoint me is if you actually are destined to a certain outcome, but you don't give it your all and you have to like wait an extra year to like Mm. retake a class to then pass it and move on. Yeah. You know, you you potentially could have done it the first time around. You know, you just happen to be 
you know, extra lazy, or maybe you, you set a lot of excuses and, you know, X had to happen for you to take it seriously again. Like, like that's the type of quitting that I think you should avoid. Like if you really, if you really make a goal, I don't think there are many excuses, hmm. if any, for you to make. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. I think, like you mentioned, that other pitfall is the kind of like the, the harder, harder way of learning almost, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. It just takes longer. Yeah. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with, you know, if something doesn't feel right, it's okay to change course. And like I said, if you're doing something for X amount of years and you've got, okay, well, I'm going to do this now. Like I said, that's fine. But um you know, knowing that you deep down inside of you want to do that and then you quit, like you said, then you're like, it's, you know, I, I feel sorry for people like, you know, when people are like that and, or they or they don't try, you know, they know that they wanted to do X, Y, Z, but they didn't and they did something else. And then you're like, you've got all this inside you as a person which you could be putting into this, but you never did. Do you know what I mean? That. But that 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 stuff kind of scares scares the crap out of me. Um, yeah, it's it's wasted potential. Yeah, and I've seen that in some people, um, and it's like wow. But it you know that that's yeah, that's their path. It's sad, isn't it? Like mm. you have so much potential, and why not kick your butt off and fulfill your potential? like don't you want to achieve greater hmm. yeah I've I had this conversation with someone I know and uh this person's like really good you know very very talented got a lot about them and I was trying like you know give them advice on things they need to do things they need to tap into to you know get that going more and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and but you know ultimately it's got to come from them, hasn't it? It's like you can't force someone to change. It's, you know, if that makes sense. Right. It, it absolutely does. Um, you can't really beat into someone determination, uh, empathy, you know, the heart and the grit. It's got to come from you. Mm. But it could come from exposure and being surrounded with people that mm. grind like my yes. parents I saw that growing up so I saw you know working late hours sacrificing family time going out um and I kind of you can adopt that but if you're not mm. surrounded by that if your environment is different you're not going to get that discipline mm. Mm. or it'll just be harder um, yeah but if you see steady self-made millionaires something sparked in them to achieve great heights mm. but you know they were exposed to it whether it's virtually books audiobooks youtube podcasts you can get these virtual mentors like um gary v mm. uh ty lopez mm. um uh, Grant Cardone, he's a uh, huge on real yeah. estate. He's he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. Him and his wife Elena, um, it they set great examples for us. If you didn't have 
like a parent. Um, Uncle G, Grant, likes to refer to himself as Uncle G, like, hey, I'll be your <laughs> uncle, right? If you need a role model, let it be me, right? So you you can have access to to all these great people mm. that that are like-minded um, at the reach of your fingertip now. Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's definitely, you know, like as you said, looking for those, you know, external so it's sources. Just, it, it comes down to wanting. Right. You just gotta want it. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I um I had a guy on my podcast called Glenn Lundy. He's he's friends with Grant Cardone and he's had him on his show. And uh like Glenn Lundy, he's a really, really great guy. He's got he's a morning he's EO he runs a morning show called Rise and Grind and he, he turns up at like five, half five in the morning, five days a week, six days a week. And he does this morning show on, a, you know, streams of nice. live. And he, he was on a Forbes magazine like recently. Um, and it, you know, like I said, you know, he's like a role model of mine as well. And, and um, it's, it's surrounding yourself with the right people, isn't it? And, and kind of telling yourself, you know, that I'm going to be, you know, like this, or I can achieve that thing as well, isn't it? So it kind of starts that kind of like mindset, doesn't it? Of um, really tapping, you have to really tap into a certain place. Right. Yeah. So, like, people recommend books. Um, I like to recommend like podcasts too. There's this one mm. called uh, The Ed Milet Show, The Max Out Show. Yeah. Uh, he's, he has really good interviews also with people from different industries kind of talking about their life and this common theme that they get out of the talk. Um, it's great. You should take a listen to that also. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. I think, I think it's important to, you know, to consume things that are positive and that you think that you're going to benefit from, isn't it? Especially, you know, now. Um, trying to think as well, like who your kind of like role models or mentors did I, did I ask you that previously? yeah so we you know to recap it's it's my parents um grant his wife those are good ed mylet he's great Mm um and hey like people recommend books they're gonna say hey have you listened to the parsitivity podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) right um but also a book i like is uh, The One Thing by Mm -hmm. Gary Keller. Uh, It's sort of having this one goal, one goal at a time, making a a strategic plan to get there and making sure you follow through. Mm -hmm. So he's against multitasking. He says, well, just have one goal. Um, line up all your ducks and go get it. So that, that's a really good one too. Um, it makes you think of what you value in different areas of your life, like spiritual, finance, family, and uh, it, it'll make you look at all these perspectives. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Yeah, take a read. I think it's important to read, you know, to look at, you know, if you, if you, if you, have, if you don't have time to read, there's always audio books, isn't there, or podcasts, but I think it's always, you know, you, you, you can take so much value mm-hmm. from, you know, With Adam Parr. Yeah, or even, yeah. 
Yeah, you've got a lot. I have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, my mum was saying to me the other day, like, oh, how many have you done now? Or, you know, I think my mum's on like episode 30 or something like that. I'm like, uh, nearly, nearly at 200. So, congratulations. Yeah, no, cheers. It's, it's not been easy. Um, it's like I said, it's been a process. Um, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, about myself, you know, about other people. And it's, it's definitely something I think everyone should do, you know, be on a podcast or do a podcast, you know, because I think we've all got things to share. We've all got stories and we can all take, you know, some value from what people have had happen in their lives or what they're doing, you know, their experience and view on things. You're right. Yeah. Um, I've thought about it. Yeah. Well, maybe after you ever... I read a book or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you ever do, I, I'd always share your content and, you know, happy to have you on. And I think, you know, it, it, it can open up lots of doors and, I mean, connections and friends. I mean, I, I, I never thought I'd meet, you know, some people I've met and, you know, like yourself as well. And, it's it, it's pretty amazing just you know listen to other people's stories um yeah this is great um meeting you yeah oh thanks for finding me uh, yeah, reaching yeah. out after Salihas podcast uh, this has been awesome yeah, uh, yeah and i do look forward to keeping in touch yeah yeah no same here we'll definitely stay in touch and you know i i've had a really great time talking to you as well and I, you know i wish you all the best and what you're doing as well. And like, where can we find you on like social media and things like that? Sure. You can find me on Instagram, Enfermera Marisol. Uh, it's a mouthful, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you can add it in the description box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, of course I will. And, um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been great talking to you. Sorry. Thank you. Likewise, just, Stay tuned to yeah. hear about health updates, things you can do to help your body, soul, spirit. And uh, I look forward to keeping in touch. Yeah. Yeah. No, same here. And, um, you know, I look forward to, you know, to seeing more content that you're putting out and, you know, stay safe with everything that's happening. And I think you're doing a great job. Will do. Thank you, Adam. No, you're welcome. Hi, I just thought I'd uh, make this announcement that I'm looking for someone to sponsor my podcast. If you would like to sponsor my podcast, um, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also looking for, you know, people who want to advertise their content on my podcast as well also. Um, you know, we can talk more about it on a Zoom call or, you know, like a WhatsApp call or something. Um, you know, it's the kind of uh, deeper side of like, you know, how much it's going to cost and this kind of thing. But I'm looking for people, you know, who have a business or a product or a website or, you know, something that they kind of want to promote. I'm happy to promote that on my podcast and I will 
do a pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll. So I'll, you know, talk about what your product is and where people can find it, how much it is, and, you know, deals and this kind of thing. So if you have a product or know anyone that has a product that they, you know, want to put out there and they want to gain more traction, please, please, please email me at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. Um, even if it's an app, you know, you have an app that people are creating, um, a website, a pod, you know, or, or another podcast, uh, please get in touch and let me know and I'll be happy to uh, look into it and promote it on my show. But uh, yeah, you know where to find me at thepositivepodcast.gmail.com. Thank you. Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care.